I, I don't even know if the old adage even gets said anymore, but um, you know, it used to be um, cheaper, uh, cheaper, better, faster, pick two. And, and if there's anything that Amazon has really tried to build and show is you can be all three to some level. And I purposely say better first. I say better, faster, cheaper. You, you gotta say, you gotta say better first. Because um, as an originator, that's the one thing that you control, right? I, I choose my environment, how I operate, how I communicate, and my value proposition as an individual originator, okay? And that's better, I'm better, right? So me as a, me, me as a person, not my company, not my tech stack, not my channel, not how I do business, me and how all together I combine all those things and how it works for me. I'm better in that respect. That's why you say better first, and that's what better is. You're listening to Batting 1000 with Dale Vermillion, where heavy hitters from Morgan, real estate, and business share their secrets for lasting success. With your host, award-winning sales strategist and industry icon, Dale Vermillion. All right, welcome to Batting 1000, where we talk to the heavy hitters in the mortgage arena. And I am super, super delighted to have uh, a great guest. I'm wearing my Dr. Pepper t-shirt for a reason, because not only is this guy a Texas original like Dr. Pepper, but he's one of a kind, just like Dr. Pepper. And that's what I love <laughs> about him. Uh, today, I've got Kevin Peranio. And if you don't know that name, you're not in the mortgage business, because KP is everywhere. Um, he is the chief lending officer for PRMG. Um, uh, Paramount uh, Re Residential Mortgage Group. Uh, they have been around for a long time. They are the company that was built by originators for originators. Uh, they have been a wholesale lender, have helped so many people in our industry over the years. Prior to that, he spent time um, as a regional vice president. He spent time as a chief operating officer. He, he is a well-known name and face in the mortgage industry. You might have seen him on KP Talks Dollars and Cents on LinkedIn because he does that like two o'clock in the morning all the time is when I see him doing it. Uh, <laughs> he is always bringing great information about the industry. He is a fellow Vanguard through Housing Wire. This guy just has credentials out the yin-yang. And most importantly, he is a dear friend. And that's the thing I value the most. KP and I have known each other for a long time. KP. Awesome to have you today. Thank you for having me. I, I I love telling origin stories. You know, how did we get started in this business and how do we do this? How do we do that? Um, I saw you speak um, at an event years ago and I was just floored. And I like, I just went right up to you afterwards. It's like, oh my God, I want you to come speak to my team. Like, this is amazing, you know? And, uh, and so I, you know, and then we struck up our friendship, uh, you know, away from just, you know, the business aspect of it. So thank you so much for having me uh, on uh, Batting a Thousand. Oh, absolutely. So look, we, we want to talk about, I mean, let's talk about the market. You know, we have seen rates consistently stay up. Uh, you know, everybody in the industry keeps holding their breath, hoping the rates are going to go down. And the fact of the matter is they're not going to anytime soon. Uh, we've seen rates bump between six and a half and seven and a half for the last couple of months. Um, you know, production has been down. But the interesting thing, and the thing I want to hear from you originally or initially, KP, is this, because I know you're seeing the same thing I'm seeing. I'm seeing in the marketplace where there are loan originators that are absolutely rushing it in this market. Absolutely. 12, 15, 18, 20, 25 loans a month consistently. And, and that's a very small percentage. In fact, I was just in, in a conversation with the executives of ICE yesterday, and they gave the statistic that 40% of originators comprise 83% of the production in the marketplace today. The other 60% only create 17% of that. What I'm seeing is a real kind of haves and have nots. We're seeing people who are crushing it and people are doing one loan a month, one loan every two months, one loan every three months, limping along. And here's my firm belief. It always has been after 40 years. If another originator in your market can do 20 loans, you can do 20 loans. There's no Amen. reason why. There's, there's no separation or differentiation except for Two things, your attitude, that's your mentality or, or, your, or your mindset, and your methodologies, the approaches that you're taking. So you see tons of originators, KP. You work with hundreds of lenders, thousands and thousands of brokers across the nation and, and loan officers. Talk about what you're seeing that is making successful loan officers and what you're seeing that's keeping them from being successful. Give us, give us some of that KP wisdom. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I like that stat you just quoted from ICE. I guess 
the 80-20 rule is now the 80-40 rule. And, yeah. uh, you know, if people are looking for hope, that should be hopeful right there that that top core group is expanding. Uh, but, um, yeah, you know, hope is not a strategy, right? Like, of course, we all hope for the rates to come down. We hope right. for that to happen sooner rather than later. But, you know, that's that's a bonus if it happens when it happens. And it will happen. We all know that. It's a cyclical business. Right. And so, so what are you doing? Head down, away from the noise, trying to get that 12 to 25 units of funding uh, production every single month, even in this market. What are the tactics that you're doing? Um, so I, I've noticed a few things um, just, just, you know, off the top of my head. Um, I'm seeing... Um, I'm seeing people that have spent time um, putting together uh, multiple marketing uh, technologies combined with their um, sales skills. And so, yep. um, you know, we we have uh, a digital marketing and lending team at PRMG. We actually run stats on who is the most productive, what are some of the secrets to their success. And what's interesting is um, if someone takes like, let's say like they take a CRM, an automated trigger, uh, you know, maybe a web site and you know maybe you know one other piece of technology something for video like a like a social media coach or social coach or something like that right so if you take four things okay and you use them in your habits every day right um that those people are more successful than someone with three certainly someone with only one and so our number actually goes up uh like we have that number how many systems are originators using um, now, this is in our retail channel that we do this, uh, our distributed retail channel that we do this um, analysis, because um, I don't have the information on our TPO partners. Um, but as that number goes up, um, the retention rate for for um, uh, originators staying with PRMG goes up and the success rate goes up. Now, and so, you know, is there some causality there? Like, okay, well, maybe when I said at the beginning, the use of good modern technology for marketing combined with their sales skills, well, maybe their sales skills are better, but maybe not, you know, maybe, you know, just because someone's a better salesperson and grinds and does the follow-up work and and is very efficient doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to have up to eight or nine pieces of combined technology. And so for us, um, as that number makes its way up to say eight different pieces of tech all combined together, eight, right? I mean, think about that. That's crazy. But eight different pieces of tech, those people are out producing those with lower numbers, you know, under four by threefold. So, wow. so that you know, so if someone's doing, you know, three or four loans a month, and then someone's got eight pieces of tech together, you know, they're doing potentially nine to twelve units a month. And right. and then if you combine that with just talent and raw skills, you know, are you following up? Do you refuse to say no? I will find a way to get this deal done with this bar and has placed their trust in me, no matter what. I will call. 17 different lenders until I find a program to make this deal work. Now, that that is like not giving up. That is resolve. That is grit. And that's probably the third thing that kind of comes to the top of my mind is you got to get, you know, you got to broaden out your product knowledge base. So, so if I'm going to call 17 different lenders to make a deal work, you know, I'm delving into non-QM. I may be looking at some second lien stuff second liens that are done on bank statements only or non-QM stuff that's bank statement only, first lien. I'm doing a cash out deal inside my database for someone that probably didn't even know they needed to consolidate their debt. You know, I'm having these conversations using my sales skills and putting it all together with my modern tech. And I don't just mean like send out a bunch of emails and drip on your clients and hope they call you. Like if you're doing that, you're like everybody else. You've got to yep. do more than that, right? And that's yep. just one piece of tech. So those are kind of three tactics that I'm seeing, uh, you know, that are working right now. Happy to dive deep into any one of those or or uh, talk about any topics uh, around that. Yeah. So so let's unpack each one of those three. I, I love when you use the word grit. Um, I just did a session with uh, with my clients on this, and I define grit with as being this: get really intentional today. That, that that's yes. grit is. We're going to get up, we're going to get out of bed, and we are going to be intentional about what we do. We're not going to be reactive. We're going to be proactive. That's what grit is in this marketplace. And, man, you need a lot of it today because, you know, the one thing we know about today's market is you've got to do more calls. You've got to do more prospecting. You've got to get out more in your community. You've got to do more of everything by three to four times than what you had to do in 2020 and 2021 to get the same kind of numbers you got in 2020 and 2021. 
because everybody's business has shrunk by that amount. Your realtors have a third the business they used to have. You know, your builders, they're starting to come back strong finally, but they had a, a tough time for a while. And certainly consumer activity is down by 60 to 70% just because consumers react to what interest rates do. So when rates go up, activity goes down, you've got to double and triple the amount of outbound activity you're doing to make up for that. So let's first unpack, because I know you know this really well. Let's start with the technology piece, because I've always said, you know, for years and years and years, the key to success is high tech, high touch. So let's talk high tech first. We'll come back and talk about high touch in a minute. But talk about some of those technologies. You mentioned, for example, a CRM. I see loan officers every day that have a CRM and don't use it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Right. Why would you not use that tool that can organize your leads, organize your referrals, build out your systems? Talk about what you think are the key technologies that really matter today. Well, well, just 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 so you know, you you know, I said the word grit on purpose because you've been our sales guru and trainer for several years now, <laughs> and I remember they get really intentional. And so uh, I I'm, I'm glad that since we're on the baseball team here, I. I tossed you a soft pitch there. Um, you did. But, I appreciate um, it. And you knocked out the park, by the way. Um, uh, but, you know, I, 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 I joke like a year ago when things started to get a little rough um, towards the end of June of 22 and in July, I would say, um, hey, everyone has to work twice as, twice as hard for half the money. And right. that means you need to make four times as much effort to make the same amount of money you are. And That's now right. that rates are kind of touching back up in that higher end of the range again, it's back to that again. And so, um, you know, being intentional about your actions, you know, quadrupling your actions is super important. But what's great about technology and what I always say about tech is um, it allows you to um, compress your time. OK, because time is money. So compressing right. your time is um, is absolutely critical. Reducing friction. OK, so, Good. you know, um, having a more frictionless experience for both you and your team and your consumer, um, you, you know, your 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 your. Uh, loan partner, your borrower. Um, and then of course, scaling your business. And so, you know, it, people don't think like, oh, this isn't a time to scale. You absolutely can scale. Oh, right. Absolutely. So, so, so as it relates to CRM, which is absolutely a must, you know, um, I've been in all these different, you know, groups out there online, Facebook groups and chat groups. And I watch, and the big joke is, you know, someone will post a question, what's the best CRM? And then, you know, all the veterans in the business kind of smirk, you know, cause it's like, you know, the answer is the one you use. Right. So, That's right. you know, if you're not using one, well, like you said, I mean, you've got this drip system. Um, I remember we first started putting some of our, uh, oh, don't worry, it's not police, just the Coast Guard, uh, the helicopter in the background. Um, so, uh, you know, I remember talking to some of our top producers about seven, eight years ago when they were first getting on like a real enterprise CRM that we're using at PRMG. And they were like, it's not working. I go, what do you mean it's not working? And they're like, well, I send out all these emails and, you know, um, I'm not getting enough conversion. Um, I was like, it doesn't work like that. It is not a magic silver bullet. You know, you, you right. don't just send out emails to your database and the loans come flooding in. Um, that happens sometimes when there's a refinance market. Um, that does happen when borrowers are all really heightened and, and, um, and interested and in tune with what's going on. But it is, um, it is a tip of the spear approach when you are marketing to clients, either past, present, um, or even future prospects. So you have to follow up with them. You have to call them. You know, you have to call every single client you've ever done business with at least once a year, if not once a quarter or more. Hey, right. it's KP here, your trusted advisor, your past originator. You know, I know you haven't forgotten me. We had such a great experience together. What's going on right now? You know, ask some yeah. open-ended questions. What, what are some things I can work with? Are you, you know, do you need some cash? Can we tap into your equity? Are you thinking about moving? Um, what are some challenges you're facing with your debts or with your home? Um, and so technology like that helps you leverage those conversations, open up those conversations. So as it relates to CRM, it's the one you use. Now, I like to classify CRMs in, in three kind of major categories. Um, and, and so they're all really different for each individual. Some, some CRMs can kind of handle a couple different things, but um, especially upfront activity, I would say like the texting the uh, functionality of a CRM is super important for um, for forward marketing, up funnel marketing. You, this is not a past client. You're trying to work with someone. You're trying to get them engaged, and they're they're actively thinking about it and searching. Right. So their CRMs are really good at like 
texting and in like a comm stack. They're a good communication tool. Then you've got some that are good at creating uh, content. Okay, so you got some that come with tons of flyers, tons of access, tons of content that you can shape and make your own. You don't have to have a creative staff on your team. You're using that CRM to create content that resonates with the way you want to effectively communicate as a sales professional. And yep. then what I would say is um, there are there's a third category where they integrate with other different partners. So my CRM will integrate with uh, you know multiple different vendors that I'm using. So like I said, if we have um, four to eight to ten different pieces of technology, does my main CRM, that customer relationship management tool, does it integrate with all those other tools? So then, so so for us as a company, you know, we're we're an enterprise uh, company, and and so in my distributed retail. Um, we had an enterprise solution a few years ago, one of the major ones out there, and they were really good at creating content. But then our chief marketing officer, Paul Lucido, and our marketing team kept getting bigger and bigger. We started investing more in creating better content um, in-house. Then we even created a digital marketing team separate from the traditional marketing team, creating better digital content. So then our need for our CRM kind of evolved into, all right, well, maybe we want our CRM to be better at integrating with other partners. So let's say that I integrated uh, with Mortgage Champions and Dale Vermillion. So Dale and Jake and all the team there, you guys are putting together a piece of content that like a video, a snippet that I really liked or maybe a flyer. If I'm integrated with your team, then that CRM can pull that content in, put it in a journey, spit it out, and it's reducing time, uh, you know, uh, compressing time, reducing friction, and then I can scale my business. So, so we've evolved to an enterprise level CRM that integrates with other partners and those partners help us create content. So I don't have all that burden on just my digital marketing team and my traditional marketing team. So that's what we classify CRMs. And again, you know, it's, it's one of many technology pieces in the stack. Yep. I love that. So you've got to have from what KP talked about there, you got to have that front end capability to be able to organize and stratify all of your leads, all of your past customers, your database, your prospects, your realtors, all of those things have got to be captured in there. And then it's got to work with the other technologies to be able to text message, email, dial out, do all those phone calls. You can't live in today's market without that because you need those efficiencies if you have to have a 4x increase in your activities because otherwise you just run out of time in the day if you're trying to yep. do it manually. So that technology becomes critical. And then you got to tie that to any online applications you have. And you better have a backend technology that keeps that contact and that follow up with those borrowers during the process, after the process, once they've closed. It, it's making sure you're boxing in both ends of that transaction because, you know, the mistake a lot of originators make is they're good on the front end, terrible on the back end, and then they lose the deal in this marketplace, or they're bad on the front end, so they never get to the back end because they, they yep. just don't get it in the first place. It's really critical. And the one thing I want to add to that that I think is really important, um, and I know you and I both agree on this wholeheartedly, the thing you cannot use your technology for is to create your relationships. I mean, I love your example of the loan officer who's emails 150 people and then sits there and looks at his computer waiting for something to happen. It ain't going to happen in an 8%, 7.5% market. I, I was, I was, you know, I've worked with many clients um, over the last several months where I'm identifying that the loan officers are utilizing text messages, not just to create interest, but then they're trying to sell the borrower over text. That is mm -hmm. never going to work. You are not going to get somebody to make a $475,000 financial decision, the biggest one in their lifetime, and never talk to you, never hear from you, never get explanation from you. You've got to use that text message to create the interest, to capture that initial text-based customer, and then layer that on by saying, now, let's have a conversation to talk about your needs, your goals, things I can do for you, and move forward from there. So I, tech I, really I, puts you I, in the game. I love that point. And let me let me take the other end of that. So let's say that you're a loan officer and you don't use tech, okay? And you're like, you know what? I take all my applications over the phone. I get on the phone with the bar and I go through every single line and I get to know all their needs. Um, I get that approach. And, and here's why I think it can be enhanced and, you, and you know, be more trusting of the tech. Okay, so let's take 
let's take point of sale, for example. You know, we're on yep. blend. 60% of our fundings in retail are on blend. Yep. I mean, I, I, you know, everyone's got their opinions. Mm -hmm. I think it's by far the best point of sale in the industry. And no one's like even close. That's my opinion. And there are various reasons for that. But um, but what I would say is, let's say that I you know, give me an example. So I send out, a, a, I, I, I get an appointment or I call a bar and I'm going through the loan application. You know, um, how many dependents do you have, Mr. Perennial? Um, I have four. Um, how old are they? Um, they're four, six, eight, and ten. Okay, so I'm writing it down. Now, because I'm on the phone and I'm asking every single question, you know, in the interest of time, you might not take that further that I just talked about. Because right. at the end of the app, you have to go, are you a co-endorser on a note? Oh, uh, what does that mean? They've got to explain that. <laughs> have you ever been in foreclosure? Are you a first? Yeah. Do you have to go through all, you know, the declarations on the back, right? So, so this is where trusting tech and a point of sale is great. Let, let, hey, consumer, let me, you could text them, you could email them, you call them. Let me send you the link. Fill out this application. Fill out as much as you can. Let's set an appointment to go over it together. I'm going to review it before I get on the phone with you in the interest of your time and my time. We're going to, because, because, you know, saving time for your consumer shows you care about them too. So right. they, you know, they don't necessarily want to spend an hour with you going through all those stupid, you know, things when they can probably, you know, knock it out. They may be very fast and intelligent. They may be right. smart, especially if it's a millennial. They're probably a lot smarter than me. They could probably fill out as much of that link than I can verbally <laughs> say it and go over on the right. phone. I mean, you're disrespecting their time. Send them the link, get the app back, set up an appointment. Then now here's how it goes. All right. So now I'm talking to you. Hey, Mr. Perennial, I see you have four kids. Holy smokes. That's amazing. Are you trying to buy a house that is you know, better for their school? Are you looking? Because I have some realtors that know the school districts, can give you more information. Is that right. why you're making this move? Now, in Love that it. same amount of time, that was so much more impactful in relationship building than yep. how many children do you have? What are their ages? Then let me type yeah. them down. Because you already right. saw it before you got on the phone, you reviewed it, and you had a more impactful amount of time by talking about that stuff. And I don't even need to look at the declaration. So they already filled all those little check boxes out and I can tell you know, whether they're wrong or not and if I need to go over it. So, so just taking a loan application with a technology piece, a point of sale, is such a big difference for both your time and the consumer's time. Don't disrespect the consumer's time either. They, they don't wanna sit on the phone and have you walk them through everything. And that's just one of many aspects of the business. You know, it gets a lot more heated as the deadline comes for the contract later. So if you yep. had a better experience up front and you were available up front and you communicated back and forth up front in an efficient manner, they're going to have a lot less heat on them and you when things get closer to the deadline at the end. Yep. That's, that's, that's rich. That's, that's so powerful. And you know, that dovetails so much with what I've taught forever is that what you have to do, you know, I get the question a lot. So what's the right way to do an application? And the answer is you combine both. Mm -hmm. You combine the technology advantage of an online application with the human advantage of a telephone conversation is what you have to do. You have to create that high tech, high touch approach. And the mistake that I see time and time and time and time again in today's marketplace is loan officers just shoot off a link. And the next call they make is not to go back and talk about the kids. It's not to go back and review what you're trying to do with the home. It's not to go back and sell their realtor to that customer. So you, enhance your relationship with your realtor. It's not to go back and dig in on their debt to understand how we can build the best restructure for them on a refinance. You know what their next call is? Okay, I've got you approved. Let me make you my offer. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. You went from zero to 120 with nothing in between. That's literally what you did. You 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 gave them a, a, an online app to fill out. They did it themselves. Now you get on and you're right to, okay, here's your payment. Here's your rate. Here's your co closing cost. Here's your, co here's your cost to close. It's like, what are you doing? Nobody's going to buy in that scenario. You're going to create you shoppers all day long. You just, come up, you just commoditize yourself. You, you do. It's exactly right. Yeah. 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 100%. I, I, hear, I hear it all the time. Let us go, those bars are shoppers. I go, no, you created a shopper is what you did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they were until you made them one. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, Rate is always part of every conversation, right? I mean, of course. you know, if, 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 if it's just about shopping, well, let's just send everybody to the credit union that's got the best rates in the country right now. Everyone just quit your job and send it to that one person who works at a credit union for peanuts because they have the best rate. You know, don't hit me with that rate stuff because you're not number one. You're not number yeah. one. 
You never will be. You're not, there's one loan officer in the country who's number one at rate. Now, I don't know That's who right. it is, but they probably work at a credit union and they probably don't work for a lot of money. And so, so just, just, you know, like you said, you, you have to create value. That doesn't mean you have a bad price and you're trying to wash over the fact that your price may be higher than the best. That's not the case. And prices fluctuate all the time. The broker right. channel had horrendous pricing during the pandemic, the worst, because there was it's such a smaller percentage of the market share. Okay. Right. So there's too much business flooding in for that model for the amount of capacity in the few lenders that were out there. And I got news for you, there's a lot less wholesale lenders today than there was three years ago. So if we yeah. see a smidge of a refi boom, it's gonna be the same thing. Our model is about capacity. Some channels have worse and better pricing at different times in the cycle. There's not one that's always the best at all the time. And anyone tells you different, they are lying to you. They that's are right. self-absorbed trying to get you to go their way. And trust me, right. anyone that's a veteran in this business, they know there's ups and downs. So value is the consistent thing, right? Your combination of giving a consumer price, giving them uh, expertise, taking the time to help solve problems, your product knowledge, you know, how you communicate. Do you resonate with them? Does your tech marry in together with all that? That's what makes someone special as an originator. That is the thing that makes them the most special. That I would combine and call it all together value. Yeah, that's well, well, well said, KP. That's exactly the truth as to what the problem is. It's like I've said all the time, there's always a cheaper and there's always a faster, but that don't make them a better. And and, right. and you got to understand that. I see loan officers too many times bank on two things, their price and their speed. Hey, I, I've got great rates and I can close in two weeks. Well, you know what? I would wait four weeks if it was a better loan, <laughs> to be honest with you. And they do. It, yeah. That's right. Do. And they absolutely yeah. do. So. We've got to understand that that value proposition of how you create that white glove customer experience, and you only do that when you establish a relationship. So when we talk about high tech, high touch, it's having that technology that allows you to create efficiencies, to, to be able to easily get access to information from the, from the customer, like their income documentation and all the things you do to, need to do to support commitment. But it's being able to take that technology and still build that personal human relationship, not make it all about a, I love when you said a moment ago, you know, the loan officer taking the application, sorry, well, so you got, how many dependents do you have? I mean, I've said this my whole career. You, you don't walk into a room at your 20 year high school reunion, see your best friend from high school, with four kids and go, man, those are the cutest dependents I've ever seen. They would think there was something wrong with you. <laughs> That's like saying nice tax deductions. You're going to say, what beautiful children. And nobody talks like that today because we're so quick taking an app. So we've yeah. got to build that that human side. I love I love that. Well, you, you, it's funny because, you know, um, I, I don't even know if the old adage even gets said anymore. But, um, you know, it used to be um, cheaper, uh, cheaper, better, faster, pick two. Right. So yep. so. That, that was the old adage. And, and if there's anything that Amazon has really tried to build and show is you can be all three to some level. Yep. Um, but I've been banging the drum. I, I, I put out a lot of content in the industry and I purposely say better first. I say better, faster, cheaper, right? right? And I said that first, I've been banging that drum. I say it that way on purpose. And I'm very flattered. I see some marketing departments um, piggybacking off that. I love Using seeing it. it out there. Um, yep. They're not giving me any credit for it, but... Um, you you gotta say you gotta say better first, because right. um, as an originator, that's the one thing that you control, right? I I choose my environment, how I operate, how I communicate, and my value proposition as an individual originator, okay? And that's better. I'm better, right? So me yeah. as a, me me as a person, not my company, not my tech stack, not my channel, not how I do business, me and how all together I combine all those things and how it works for me. I'm yep. better in that respect. That's why you say better first. And that's what better is. Now, I think faster second, because speed has to do with anything that any of us can control. There's some things you don't control. Okay. There's some like realtors and how fast. Oh, we lost your audio for a minute. There, there we go. You're back. Yeah. Sorry. So. So the second thing I like to say is is uh, faster, right? Because because faster means that you're trying to respect the time of your consumer, your borrower, your partner, and of course you're faster. 
Now, there are some things that you don't control when it comes to speed. How fast realtors are taking, how fast borrowers, you know, get documents back. Did yeah. they not send you the last page of the bank statement that says this page left intentionally blank, but you need all pages of the bank statements, you know, that little back and forth, right? Yeah. But if you grasp tech and you use day one certainty and you got it from the beginning, when they entered their bank information and using a password, it was all automated and then dumped in yeah. the loan originator system and under it faster. Cheaper is always third because cheap sounds cheap, right? It's cheap. You know, yeah, that's right. And, 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 and again, you know, a price play inherently means someone's cutting a corner somewhere on something. Okay. And um, right. it may be cutting a corner on profitability to raise rates later at a different time. All right. And so cheaper can't be trusted. Okay. Yep. Consistency in price. Love that. Consistency in price can be trusted. Because I'll say it again. That's right. The number one cheapest absolute only lender and or originator in America, it's only one place. And we don't all send our loans to them. So um, right. if someone is consistently cheaper and they don't jack the rates, they didn't jack up the rates when things got busy, they're consistently putting out a consistent price. That builds trust, especially with yep. a lender and the originator. And so yep. I always go better, faster, cheaper in that order. Yep. And, and look, I, I, you know, when you use the word cheaper, you're setting the wrong connotation. I prefer to replace that with the word competitive. Yes. You're competitive. Yes. I, I, because because you mentioned it. Ch cheaper is something that if you create that mindset with the borrower, they're never going to stop chasing that. Yep. They're going to keep looking for the cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So I love the way that you built that out. That's absolutely true. Let's talk for a minute about speed because here's been my inherent belief for the 40 years I've been in the business is that speed is way more important to the loan originator than to the borrower in 99% of the cases. There are very few times when a borrower actually needs you to close in lightning fast speed. What matters to the borrower when it comes to speed and what matters to the partner when it comes to speed is your responsiveness. Yes. Not your days from application to fund. All the realtor cares about, just get it done before the contract date. That's sure. it. That's sure. all they want to know. That's it. You know, don't be don't don't be calling me at three o'clock in the afternoon with a 3:30 closing and saying, I just got my CTC. That's going to drive them crazy. And you'll never get business from them again. What they want is they don't care if you're two weeks or three weeks. If it's a 30-day contract, have it done in 29 days for me, and I'm fine. I'm okay with that. What the borrower and the realtor want is return my phone calls quickly. When I give you a referral, call my customer right away and show them the same kind of level of service that I'm showing them. So that literally when they hang up the phone, they're calling me back as a realtor and saying, wow, that loan officer you referred me to, I got off the phone with you and my phone was ringing from them. Mm -hmm. Immediately saying, I'm a partner with this realtor. I'm here to get your loan done. Because when you are responsive like that, they already know you're going to be good at what you do the entire process. You prove it right from the get-go. It's, it's interesting, KP. You're going to love this. We've been doing secret shopper calls with all of our clients. Uh, my daughter, Jessica, been in the business five years. I got her in the mortgage business five years ago. She's working for me now. So I said, here's what I want you to do. You, you're, you are an actress. You know the business inside and out. I want you to start calling our clients loan officers. And let's get some good data. Well, we've now made about 100 phone calls. Oh, wow. and you know what we found? You know what we found the data is on how long the average call takes from the time she leaves a message on their voicemail saying, hey, I'm a new buyer. I'm, th I'm thinking about buying a home. I'd like to talk to you about, you know, just how that works and what your rates are. It's over three and a half hours oh, wow. before she gets a phone call. And only about 55% even return the phone call oh. within the first three, three days. It's unbelievable. Oh. So, you know, you see that it's like your problem isn't your technology. Your problem isn't your products. Your problem isn't your pricing. Your problem is you're not responsive. That's right. So talk a little bit about what you see in that in the business and how vitally important responsive is. Yeah. You know, so so as chief lending officer, I, I oversee three channels. So we have wholesale correspondent, yep. um, which includes non-delegated and uh, uh, delegated and then yep. retail. So I. You know, we say built by originators, uh, built for originators, by originators for a reason, because we don't we don't care what channel they want to be on. They all they're all different in their own way. Right. And so um, so we're trying to serve them. And in a purchase heavy market, you know, between that tri channel mix, 
We did about a billion dollars in May and June each month. Wow. About 92% wow. purchase. Okay. So the, the, the purchase percentage typically is the highest in retail and then gets a, lot, a little bit lower in wholesale and then even lower in our correspondent channel. Um, but all of them are pretty elevated right now because, you know, rates are high. So most of business purchase. So to your point, you got a sales contract. Um, you're not going to make the seller like move out quicker, you know, uh, unless they <laughs> unless they ask to. Uh, you, your borrower probably doesn't want to get rid of their money uh, more quickly. You know, maybe they, they got to, you know, they, they need to move, you know, they got to organize moving. You know, they're probably not going to do it, yep. you know, in seven days, which is the, the least amount of time that a loan application is allowed to get done, you know, per regulation. So um, and that's with an appraisal waiver. So. So, you know, for us, I agree. It's it's responsiveness. And and here's here's I mean, first of all, um, for the ones that did call back three and a half hours, um, it's better not calling back. OK, but but here's here's what's crazy. The the first time home buyer is a millennial and um, the average age before this rate spike in last year was thirty three. Now it's thirty six. So that tells you how yep. less uh, affordable loans have gotten. And you had to you know, now our, our average age of the first time home buyer is a little higher because of that affordability element, but still still in that millennial range. And the way that they look at responsiveness, um, we saw lead conversion, um, these statistics are within five minutes, five minutes. Okay, so five minutes, when, when a borrower, when your daughter called, okay, what she expects, okay, and what the data shows us for someone that's actually doing a loan, not a fake secret shopper, okay, is five minutes. You call back in a minute, you're golden. If you don't call back within yep. five minutes, you your your retention and conversion rate of that bar is is ten percent. So wow. So it's ten percent. So wow. so you have to call back in five minutes. So that's why that's why using tech is good, right? Something that responds to uh, Jessica says, right. "Hey, you know, you know, I saw that you called. Here's a text. Schedule my calendar exactly when the time works for you and I, and someone will get back to you." Some people even have answering services that will pick up the phone within that first call or within five minutes yep. and call yep. on behalf of the loan officer. You don't have to be like, just like you don't have to take the entire loan application and be the only person talking to the bar the whole way through and you could use a point of sale. You also don't have to be the only person that talks to the bar the entire process. You can have right. someone else. It's okay to give up control because if you don't, you will not scale your business and you will lose a lot of business. That's right. And so, you know, so yeah, we agree. Responsiveness is, um, it shows you care. It's absolutely critical. And, uh, and you've got the data to back it up. Yep. So let me ask you one, one more question. Then I want to ask you the final question of, of, of the interview. Um, I'm seeing on my end that the clients that I'm having that are the most successful right now, and, and I've got clients that are literally beating their plans from last year and the year before. So they're beating 2021 and 2023, if you can believe that. I believe it. The way that they're, yeah, the way that they're doing it is they are not buying into the fact that this is a purchase only market. They are doing a ton of refinances. They're yes. doing a ton of cash out debt eliminations because the consumer debt is the highest in U.S. history. We're well over a trillion dollars in credit card debt for the first time ever. Home equity loans and lines are through the roof. Auto loans are over $40,000 for a new car loan average this year in 2023. Rates are in the 20s on credit cards, in the teens on car loans, and in the teens on home equity. And, and everybody's looking at this six and a half, seven, seven and a half percent and thinking how awful that is. Well, compared to 23% and 14% and all these other, you combine debt, you've got some incredible opportunities. Are you seeing the same thing out there in, in what you're seeing from your level? Yes, we're, we're seeing, um, you know, um, this whole talk about recession and, you know, we're, remember, we're supposed to be in one right now. Maybe maybe we were last year. Maybe it's coming. I mean, it's going to come at some point. Right. But um, yeah. even though the Fed just said it ain't happening. But but as um, economies slow down, as um, higher interest rates kind of, you know, shrink our economy's growth, the more the economy goes in that direction, the more people need cash, the more. That's right. Time has built up since the good times when they were spending you know, um, you know, habitually, and maybe they don't want to break right. that habit, right? Well, that's right. why you have nested equity. So people have record equity. I mean, record equity. And, and right. you know, um, not all debt is a bad thing, especially if you already have debt. You might as well just consolidate your debt into one place or a better combined monthly payment. 
use that home. Right. So the debt consolidation tool, you know, our good friend, Barry, you know, we love their tools over there at MBS Highway. We uh, love Barry. They're great. Yeah. Um, so, you know, having those kinds of tools out there and putting it, you know, integrated in your CRM and pushing out that kind of content, um, you know, having those kinds of things. Mortgage Coach, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Dave Savage, they do a good job there, too. You know, having these kinds yep. of things to talk about these conversations. That's great. You got tech. You got these presentations. You get them out. Then you have to have a conversation. I'm your debt advisor. I'm your trusted advisor. Right. Um, I think that's what Barry uh, and his team call it. Like, I'm a debt advisor, right? So let me right. help you consolidate your debt. Let me help you, you know, 250 bucks, 350 bucks extra a month. That's meaningful, uh, especially as you get closer to a slowing uh, economy, recession or no recession. People are like, want that little comfort level. So, yeah, we're seeing um, a lot of HELOCs, second liens, um, debt consolidation loans, even taking the first lien at a higher uh, interest rate, um, but consolidating debt. I mean, some of these first time home buyers we did um, a year and a half ago now. Okay. So in, yep. in the sixes, they'll take, you know, uh, they'll take a 7% rate, you know, the, yep. you know, to consolidate their debt. You know, you can't just think, I can't ever call anyone that's been in the record history, you know, 5% or 4% under interest rates or 3% unders. Although you got to call them too. Okay. Yeah, they may not be interested as much, but you never know their debt situation. That's a totally different conversation. Maybe they want to keep their first lien the same and you do a second lien on top of it. Maybe you get someone to do the whole first lien. So I agree. That's part of like what I say at the beginning, pivoting into new products, not just being a realtor, marketer, looking for purchase business only. There are other things to go out and do. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly right. Yep. So we talked about mentality at the beginning. And and you were uh, you were on your show last night, and I loved it. You talked about how you know you're one of the most knowledgeable guys in the market, as far as I'm concerned. And yet you said you don't watch the news. Yet you know all the things that you know, and I don't watch the news either. It's a, you know when I tell people that, I'm like, well, how do you stay informed? I'm like, well, you don't need to watch the news to stay informed. In fact, that's the wrong way to do it. You're just going to get depressed. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the importance of positive mindset and. You're one of the most positive guys I've ever known in my life. I love being around you. You are you're just a light, man. You're always smiling. You're always happy. <laughs> Tell everybody how you do it. How do you keep that positive attitude in this marketplace? Well, well, I, I start with double espresso at nine thirty and uh, and two. <laughs> um, no, I, I I would I would say that um, you know um, there our business is cyclical. Uh, financial service is cyclical. Business cycles are cyclical. And so I know there's a better time ahead because we just had a really good one, right? And so, uh, and like you said, some people are having a great time even now to this day. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I I would say as it relates to business, I, I like watching clips from CNBC. Um, I know they slant slightly uh, left, okay? I get that, right? right. And, and if something's so newsworthy in the world, it's going to be a news alert on CNBC, right? It's going to come down there. Like if there was, you know, uh, an, uh, a fire in Maui that, you know, took down a bunch of, you know, collateral yeah. in neighborhoods, you know, praying for the people in Lahaina, you know, it's like, you know, that would yeah. make it to CNBC, which isn't a hard news, you know, company. There's an election year coming up next year. Um, everyone's going to be filling 24, seven hours, plus all the commercials. I don't want to watch any of that. I don't want my emotions played with by someone on TV right. about something that, to be honest, most people aren't going to change their mind anyway, how they think, you know, right. they may get to know right. a candidate, you know, maybe hear some things they haven't heard, but most people kind of have their opinions they've formulated, you know, in their formative years. So um, I, I, I think having a good high EQ, that emotional quotient, that emotional intelligence is just as important as having an I, a high IQ, because then I can better use my IQ by, you know, controlling my emotions. So um, I don't need to watch you know, the news, especially when it comes to politics. I'm interested in finding out math, science, data, and facts, and how that impacts our business, how that's impacting yep. the market. What are some trends that I'm seeing? What's some data that I'm seeing? You know, let, let, let's say a year ago, okay, you saw rates go up. You're just, just, just a consumer. You're not, you know, you're not in it, immersed in it every day like we are. And you saw rates go up from literally the lowest in history in February of 22 to a super high amount by June. You're like, whoa, that was fast. There was a crash coming. There was a crash coming. Okay. There was a crash yeah. before. Okay. There's a crash coming. There's a crash in 08. It's got to be a crash. When this happens, I'm going to sit back. <laughs> I'm going to wait for rates to go down. I'm going to wait for home prices to go down. You know what? 
you were wrong. You were wrong. You're right. And last November, in November of 22, when we saw that peak in rates and we saw home prices stop declining, only slightly declined from June to November. I was banging yeah. that drum. Now is your last best good time to get in the house because in the spring, it's seasonal. People are going to come out no matter what the rates are. They need to move for the summer, for the new school year. Right. That's when it happens. That's why people are getting in their house now here in the middle of August, leading into the new school year, leading into Labor Day weekend, and then it starts to slow down. It doesn't matter all that stuff you see on TV or rates or the crash bros that are out there saying it's a doomsday. They were all wrong. And if you waited, you were wrong. You missed an opportunity to create equity and to get a good price. Now, home prices have gone up again in the last year. They may slide a little bit again at the end of this year with rates being elevated. But again, I still think towards the end of the year, going into next year, we're that much closer to spring purchase season again, where things get busy. And we're also that much closer to whenever the Fed may cut rates or when rates may stabilize. So that means that everyone comes out when rates are lower. There's more demand, more people can afford it. And so, you know, if you listen to the news and they're wrong and you don't listen to your trusted advisor, yeah, okay, maybe uh, they're an originator. They're just trying to sell me. They're trying to do a loan. Okay, but they're going to make you think of something. Then you can go look for yourself and look at other pieces of information other than maybe listening, you know, uh, to Diana Olick on CNBC, you know, who's leans <laughs> negative all the time, right? So right, maybe you go right. out and you learn some of the math. You're like, wow, home, I was wrong. Home prices went up this year with high rates. You know why? Because rates aren't volatile. Okay. These are the going rates. So I actually think the opposite will happen. If we see even a slight dip in rates coming down, now that bars have seen for uh, a year and a half going on two years, this range. Explosion. Yeah. This little range. Okay. It's bouncing into the high fives up to the mid sevens. If I see it break down below six again, boom. All right. More people, I think, are going to jump on it than they did the last time it went to the low six. That's right. Because I've seen this before right. with my own eyes. And so these are things that you try and, you know, communicate to borrowers. You try and be not emotional about it. You try and hit them with, you know, facts and trends and math and science and data to be able to help them with this highly emotional decision for them as a first time homebuyer. It's great. It's awesome. Well, great stuff as always, KP. I, I want to close with the last question I ask all of my guests, um, and, and it's it's this. We all have mentors in our life. I'm a firm believer you have to have mentors to succeed. I'd love to hear from you. Who has been the mentors in your life, and how powerful do you think that is in the listeners or watchers of this podcast? How important is for them to have a mentor in their life to succeed? Well, my mentor uh, passed away two and a half years ago, so that was my father. And um, oh, yeah, sorry. yeah, I mean, you know, Parkinson's, you know, went through Parkinson's for 22 years, you know, and, and so, oh. but, but you want to talk about a hardship, right? Like I watched him battle a, a, a degenerative neurological disease that stripped away his voice, his ability to communicate, his loud, booming voice that he would, you know, yell from the soccer sidelines as me and my sister were kids, you know, or when he was, you know, behind the helm of a sailboat in a regatta, you know, Tap, tap, you know, watching him take charge and lead and using his brilliant mind and teaching me calculus as I was going through high school. You know, like I, I miss awesome. that. Right. And I think a lot of people, um, I would say, um, would say their mother or their father as their mentor, which is why it's so important that we help families stay together and build that unit, you know, because we're helping people Amen. build that mentor. Um Beyond that, you know, I have uh, some great people that I work with, uh, the founders of PRMG, uh, Paul Rozo, Robert Holiday. I really look up to them. Yep. Um, even though they're my partners, I still, you know, look up to those guys in business. Um, they, they, I learn from them every day. Gary Malice is my partner as well. Yep. Um, great guys. Great guys, you know. And, um, and Herb Lewis, you know, he, he works together with us. Um, he works. I love Herb. Herb's great. I mean. You know, he 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 likes to say I'm uh, two days older than dirt, and uh, he <laughs> he he has been around. Um, he had been around uh, when Angelo Mazzillo had one wholesale office, and Herb was in charge. And his first week on the job, Angelo told Herb, "I need a list. I need you. I need you to give me. I need you to give me twenty names." You know, he's like, "Yeah, you gotta do a reduction of force." Like his first week on the job, you know, learning that countrywide way of looking at business. And then I would say my first real mentor in the business uh, is Leslie Inman. And um, she helped mentor me 
when I first started for First Magnus back in Austin, Texas, uh, in 2001 awesome. as a wholesale account executive. She still works with us wow. here at PRMG to this day. Um, I love yep. you know bouncing things off of her um, as a female, a very empowered, intelligent, highly successful female. I get a great um, you know way uh, uh, in a, you know uh, to to think about things in business. And of course, my mother. I love my mother. She's as strong as can be. Uh, you know, there's a power outage in Texas when the ERCOT thing went down, all the power lines went down. And I'm talking to my mom on the cell phone and, um, you know, just like three days of no power in her house in the winter. And she, I'm like, are you OK, mom? She's like, yeah, you know, I'm just bundled up. I can see my breath here in the living room. I'm like, mom, you're like, you're you're 70, you're 70, 70 years old. You know, like, do you want me to pay for a hotel? Like, I'll get you in a place. No, I'm fine. I got a fire. You know, it's like kind of enjoying some mom, you know, so just just someone who's just, you know, self-reliant doesn't complain. Nobody cares. Nobody listens anyway. You know, so it just, you know, th those I would say are, are, are my mentors um, in life and in business. Awesome. 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 Well, KP, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. I know how busy you're you are. You're on yours? vacation with your family. You, you're going to tell um, all of us yours? Well, no, I, I, I you're the guest. <laughs> I know, but, but I've, I've had many. Well, certainly it was my mom and dad. And uh, actually I, I had a couple coming through the business. One of the guys that also passed recently, a couple of years ago, a guy by the name of Bob Janning was the hardest guy I ever worked for in my life. And I learned more from him than I ever learned from anybody. I mean, he, we, we, I used to have a, a sign in my office that said, the beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> <laughs> and I had that there because of Bob. But man, did I learn a lot from that guy. And I learned one important thing that your mentors sometimes are the toughest people in your life. And what you got to do is quit complaining about how tough they are and just listen to what they got to say to you. because. If you can read between all of the all of the expletives and, and all of the, the the harshness, sometimes there's some absolute gold in there that you can get out of that. And he he was one of my my biggest mentors by far. I, so I love that. Um, I, I love the tough leadership. I have a uh, I have this whoop band, and I don't, I don't if you're if you, your people can see there, but it basically says yeah, it says KP never quit. And this is what I had written on there before I bought it. it says nobody cares, work harder. That's it. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> no one wants to hear Short, your, sweet, and to the no point. No one wants to hear complaints. You know, Herb Lewis, one of my mentors, he says all the time, he's like, he's like, how you doing? He's like, uh, no complaints. Nobody cares. Nobody listens. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, KP, it is great to see you. Great to be with you. Go enjoy time with your family. I love you. Thank Greatly, you. my friend. Appreciate you. Thanks for being part of this. God bless you, my friend. God bless you. Love you too, man. All right. Well, that'll do it for this month's uh, Betting 1,000. So glad to have KP with us and uh, hope you guys learned a lot. I know that you did because that was just gold from start to finish. Y'all have a great month this month. We'll see you on the next one. God bless. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, everybody. Batting 1000 is a production of Mortgage Champions, a company that's been transforming the people who transform companies since 1995. Have a suggested topic or guest? Contact my team on Twitter. That's at Dale Vermillion. Or tweet us using the hashtag batting1000. That's hashtag batting1000.